Need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Blog Talk Radio.
Yes, let me guess. It's either bubbles in the bathtub or everybody's happy when they're singing. I have to say, I apologize to the parents ahead of time when I give them the CD. When they buy the CD, I said, that song's going to go through your head sort of like sort of like head, shoulders, knees, and toes. That one goes through my head all the time after I do a kid's show. So, um, yeah, but go ahead and play it. I'm glad you're laughing. I wrote that one in about 45 minutes. Oh, uh, isn't it? That's that's the magic of the muse, isn't it? All right, here we go. Let's listen. People will find out what we're talking about. You know, what we should have a caution to if you if you have if you if you're saying it all, you'll shut this off for twenty to for two minutes and then turn us back on because you will be haunted by this wonderful song for a long time. Here we go. <laughs> my little $5 applause machine, and I can't find it, and it's killing me, because that certainly does deserve an amazing round of applause. That's brilliant. So how did that happen? Well, first of all, what we have to do here, oh, wait a minute, did I find it? Um, What we have to do here, ah, 
didn't find my super duper one, but I think I've got one. Yeah, well, I don't know. Let's see. Yeah, we'll just give it a. <laughs> I guess that's the best we're going to come up with. Well, well that works back. for me. That's funny. First of all, let's get your website in here so people can go find you and, and purchase this this great album. Uh, do you need my website or you? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, jamieshaheen.com. Okay, www.jamie. Uh-huh. dot com. Uh-huh. Easy enough. And Easy enough. Oh, we want to tell go ahead. I want to see if people if we can grab some people who are listening live because we do get live But they get people get nervous. So don't get nervous. We're nice people. You can call us at three four seven nine nine six three nine zero three and talk to both Jamie and me. But uh, exciting song. I mean you must have what did you do when you found out you wrote something so contagious? Um, well, you don't realize it at the time. You're just hoping that you write a song that the kids are going to catch on to in a live performance. That was my goal on every song because I, I love doing sing-alongs as a piano player, and, and doing sing-alongs with children is even easier because they're so uninhibited. So each yeah. song I tried to entertain the parents and entertain the children. And on that song, if the sing-alongs were too complicated in a live performance, I would I'd put hand motions with them. So I ah. tried to do every song that was interactive. The only song not interactive was the teddy bear song, which was a lullaby. You know, that's the first song that I think I will play that is a lullaby or a ballad on the show. We've been playing everything upbeat, but that one I just loved. I loved that. It's, we're going to listen to that in a second. So, I mean, can I show you what I did with this, um, this song, the inspiration it gave me? Sure. All right. This is so, as you know, Beantown is a crazy place where beans live, and we started this uh, this idea of Beantown a long time ago, and it just keeps growing and keeps changing because it has, as you know, I mean, with songs or your your career or anything, that it has a life of its own. Mm-hmm. So what's happened is that we now have a radio show, which kind of just evolved and came to me and so it broadens in the fact that we can have great uh, artists like you on to share their music and and broaden the scope of the whole thing and so i listened to this and in creating the town i'm starting to build out the town through commercials that that would exist in a mythical place like beantown and um i just did this last night i mean through the magic of the technology and I'm hoping I'm going to get the right one. No, that's not it. Let's. Here we go. Here it is. Troubles? 
We'll get rid of your troubles without bubbles. Come on down. That's right. Come on down to Bubbles in the Bathtub. Scrub-a-dub, rub-a-dub, Aunt Sally's Spoolwash. And don't forget the vacuum. Okay, see you then. <laughs> that's so, funny. So the beans ride around on spoons. That's how they get around from place to place. That's their main means of transportation. And, of course, if you have all these spoons and these beans ride around, sooner or later you have to have them washed. And so all of a sudden this idea came to me that there would be an Aunt Sally, and she would own a, a very old-fashioned type of spoon, uh, well, what we would call a car wash, but in this case a spoon wash, and everything is hand-dried, everything is just treated with loving care. And when I heard that song, I said, that has to be a backdrop to Aunt Sally Spoon Wash. Oh, that's funny. Now, how long, may, I, may I interview you also? Sure. How long, how long have you had your blog show? A month and a half. How fun. Well, yeah, for it you. Was on, yeah, and it's just, it, it's the platform that I think we finally needed to make Beantown world famous because it's, um, first of all, it's very inexpensive to work um, the comedian who helped me create most of the stories and most of the ideas, uh, we work. It, it, was, it was magical the way we met and how easily we were able to create the stories in the world. And um, so here it is. And so when we did the radio show, the whole idea now is to create a radio show within the radio show. So Beantown has its own little radio show. And, of course, it's got commercials, it's got news, it's got whatever you, you, you think about that a normal radio show would have. And uh, and there's a perfect uh, little spot, isn't it? Yeah, have fun. Good for you. <laughs> Is it okay if I use your music? Absolutely. <laughs> you have my permission. So, thank you so much because it, it just fits so perfectly for somebody like Aunt Sally. Invite everybody down and get their spoon washed because we got bubbles. <laughs> okay. oh, so that was now, your voice. It, it, Should I give yeah, that away? Yeah, oh, well, I know. Maybe I shouldn't. I've been reprimanded about that. But since it's you and I today. <laughs> now, uh, has, now has, you must, that, show, that song must have appeared in other commercials, yes or no? Which one? Yours. No, nothing appeared in commercials that I've known of at this point. R- Oh boy, I would get your agent on that one because I think it's. Oh, I think if no, madam, how many soap products are out there and I never thought about. And, oh, you know what I'd like that to is. I'd oh, like to get Banana a, Nana split in with uh, Hagen Dazs or Thirty One Flavors or one of those companies. Yeah, want to go to Banana Nana? Want to go to Banana Nana split you, now? It, you, we can do whatever you'd like to do. Which yeah, song? Why not? Then we'll, yeah, we'll talk about this afterwards. Hang on. Okay. Here we go. Whoops. I want to. <laughs> I'm in iTunes. I'm going to go right to uh, the studio here and play it. Uh, there we go. Play it uh, right in the studio. Here we go. i 
like yeah, you say, without and, dwelling on dwelling on the anything negative yeah. in the media or anything. But yeah, it's right, just, right. It's yeah, and you know, I um, but in California a little better than here, but we don't even have people who smile much anymore. <laughs> 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 and so we, we want to bring that back. We want to bring back the joy of living, and nothing I think does it more than music and comedy. You know, both laughter and singing are just great ways of... Isn't it interesting that those things, that you know, both of them involve using your vocal cords and your whole body and your breathing and everything else and sound that just makes you feel good because it puts you in a different vibration. So uh, now one of the things that you have amazing musicians behind you. Wow, wow, where are you getting these people? Well, that is one person, Tom Geyer. What? Tom Geyer, that's all. That's all. That's how amazing he is. Tom Geyer, it's uh, all keyboard synthesizers. It sounds so genuine, authentic, he's, and genuine. He's brilliant. This man's brilliant. I, he's done some major work around L.A. with top uh, film score people, that I probably not sure I should name or not. But he's he's uh, worked on major projects and major film scores. But um, he, yeah, that's all synthesized. And what he did was I, I, what I did is I wrote different styles of songs um, so the kids would be educated at the same time. So like Banana Splits, more techno pop, and uh, Bubbles in the Bathtub, he put a Dixieland section in the middle of the song. Yeah, that was going to mention actually, the jazz. Yeah, that was actually his wife's idea, who's one of my best friends, Diane Geyer. Um, so like um, Jumping Out of Bed Boogie has a trombone solo and um, – the teddy bear is a ballad. Teddy bear songs a lullaby. Uh, the march is a march. So different styles of music were presented in the CD, so the kids would hear um, something other than just pop rock or something that other than just one style through the whole CD. And every instrument was featured in different songs. Does that make sense? Like uh, yeah, uh, yeah. The march. Well, I mean, the, 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 the jazz was so so evident and so beautiful. You know, it's one of my things that I want to do myself is to broaden the kids' scope of what they're hearing through this show and, um, you know, introduce them to jazz and, you know, a lot of the stuff that was done in the 50s and uh, standards and, and everything else that they'll be entertained and, you know, have their horizons widened a little bit. Yeah, so, well, great. Go ahead. Jumping, out of, jumping Out of Bed Boogie was, I wrote a big band tune and uh, Tom put a trombone solo in the middle of that that's really a fun one and the kids dance to that one it's it's fun but i i announced before i do the song in a show that we're going to do this is a big band song so that the adults get excited you know because they love big yep. band stuff so um so that was that was one of my favorites jumping out of bed boogie um but yeah tom's brilliant and i think the reason the cd's done so well was because of his production yeah it, it, it definitely comes to okay so let's do jumping out of bed you started it Baby 
it'll be 22 years in October. Wow. And it's great fun. Yes, and it is magical. I mean, everybody's happy down there. The cast members are delightful. I meet people from all over the world. It's it's really fun. I can't wait to go to work. No matter what gig it is, I can't wait to go to work, you know, whether it's a wedding or a children's show or a, a, a hotel job or it's just fun. It's fun. <laughs> what a concept. Work equals fun. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's, it is now, really fun. It's a, it's a joy. One of my passions, you have yours, one of my passions is to tell kids that if you've got this inside you, and that you know you love it and want to do it, et cetera, et cetera, um, do it. Yes. Now, what do you think of that? I absolutely. I tell them, don't be 90 and say you didn't do it. Don't, say, right. don't be 90 and say you didn't give it your best shot and, and, and just go after your dreams. And sometimes a better dream even comes along. I would have never thought I would have been in the children's market. It just plopped into my lap, and, and then I pursued it, and, and the doors just opened. So, well, I uh, never knew I would have a radio show, and I never knew I'd have a bunch of beans that I'm responsible for. And I'd uh-huh. never know that last night at 2 o'clock in the morning I'm using your music to make uh, a commercial for And Charlie Spittle, spoon washed. And I'm sitting here laughing out loud, trying not to wake up the rest of the house, saying, how blessed are we to be given these things? But how does that now? I know how it happens. You know how it happens. But we want to tell not only the kids, but we get a lot of parents who listen to this. And I think one of the things that we want, because so many people want to fall into that safe thing, you know, well, get a real job, you know, mm-hmm. where you'll get money and you'll get a pension and you'll get, you know, whatever. And uh, which is kind of a <laughs> fallacy today because there's no guarantees for anything. Mm-hmm. But. Um, <clears throat> So how do you how do you counter that? I mean, you just uh, what does it, what do you think it took? What did it take for you to do it? Oh my! Well, you mean to be a freelance artist? Yeah, but what, to, you had to. to I'm, I, I know the answer that I'm looking for, but I think it took guts to do it. Well, at some point. I I feel like God gave me a talent. Not feel yeah. like God gave me a talent that I'm responsible for. There and you that's go. The way I look at it. Um, and yeah, that, he's, what a great conviction, and I totally agree with that. And, you know, what I found is that I was going the total opposite way. I was going to be an economist and work for a big insurance company doing <laughs> economic, econometric models, and not that I loved it, but it was kind of like it was the, the lesser of many evils, and it seemed okay. And then one day uh, I had been born into a family of magicians, and but lost uh, the enthusiasm because I didn't have a support group around me, of, and especially with magic. I mean, everybody wants to catch you. Nobody wants to be entertained. They want it becomes an adversarial situation. I, and, and the only way I got to get kids to buy into it and I could have fun myself was to add a comedy element to it. And then they they got the gags and went with it. But um, but everybody, you know, and so one day my, I was working as a salesperson and my boss took out a magic trick and he sold an account and I had to, still had the trick stored away in my attic. And uh, the next thing I know, I'm running around doing magic for people and then I ended up on stage as a comedian and I, when I look back on it, I go, I wonder how much I really had to do with all of this. <laughs> it was meant, kind of meant to be because you're right, we're given that talent. Yes, and the meant to be is the thing, but that's, you know, I don't know how somebody could, to be a freelance artist, you do have to save your money. I had an agent in my 20s. He pulled me aside. He said, stay as a piano single, 
stay as a single and save your money and um you know that's important because you don't know when that gig could just you know all gigs eventually end i and that's not a negative thing i mean but i tell people if i hadn't lost gigs along the way i wouldn't be sitting over at disney do you know what i'm saying it, it built well, yeah, that. and that's part of the process, I think, is that you have to, well, you know, I just read one of the books I recommend to everybody, for all artists and parents for their kids, and uh, is Stephen Pressfield, who wrote the, uh, the Legend of Bag of Vance, and he wrote a fantastic book for artists, and not just artists, for anyone, and it's called The War of Art, and he said, basically, uh, you do the work, in other words, you get, if you love to play piano or whatever, you, you practice, you practice, you practice, you let go once you've done it, and then you trust that mm-hmm. something will happen. And so you, you do it every single day, you get gigs, you lose gigs, and all of a sudden you're in Disney. Yeah, well, yeah, it's been, how did that happen? Oh, like I say, my, my agent, uh, agent friend became talent casting manager, and, I, and, and they just, just brought me along. And um, I never pursued Disney, actually. So what, it was one of those things, you know, you, I fell into it. It's been a joy. I'm, I mean, it's like a blink of an eye. It, it's so much fun that it's like, it seems like yesterday that I started working with them. But I had well, another. You know, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, another, I, I hear, uh, we, we hear another, that story consistently from other artists who are saying, I didn't expect to be where I am, and yet I did. Yeah, I, I you do the footwork and then, like I say, something bigger comes than what you planned, and it's really exactly. fun. And I'm sitting here exactly. smiling, even thinking about it. I'm very grateful, I'm very grateful. Yes. But, um, but, but that's what it ne- takes. I network kids. a lot. Right. Networking is yep. very important. Ne- networking, sure. and if the kids are listening, as the kids are listening, networking is very important, and showing up on time is really big. Oh, yeah. People wouldn't think that was such a big issue, but you don't want to be late for somebody's wedding. You don't want to be late for a show. It's right. just a big no-no. I mean, things exactly. do happen. Sometimes people's cars, I've, cars break down, and and you know, sometimes beyond your control. But um, make sure you get your oil changes and do whatever you can to keep your car in shape. You know, I, you know, it's a bigger picture. And but I, sure. I, I and, uh, friends, go, ahead. go ahead. No. Well, go ahead. Woody Allen says that ninety percent of life is showing up. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's such a simple thing, but you know, people. I've seen people show up late and lose jobs and you know it's it's such a simple or not thing. show up at all or not show up at all that that's true you, too that has ha- i've seen that happen and when i've done weddings i can't believe how people have not shown up sometimes so i've yeah. seen ministers i've seen everything i've seen ministers not show up i've seen florists not show up uh, I, i've seen uh bridal parties get lost <laughs> you know I, 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 nothing probably seen me. a lot of grooms not show up no, that doesn't that doesn't happen, fortunately. But I, I know uh, I, I've seen I've seen everything. Like I said, nothing surprises me. And then when something else happens, it does surprise me. Even though I think nothing else could surprise me. That's great. You know, I love. Um, this is where you do. Do people tell you you sound like a famous um, song, a singer, female yeah. singer? And who I know who it is. Who is it? Who? No, you go first. Um, Karen Carpenter. I hear that, and I hear Gloria Estefan, but Gloria Estefan. Yeah, 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 and I love Gloria Estefan. I think that comes out in this song. Can we play Teddy Bear? Sure. All right, here we go. (laughs) 
I'm going to stop that for just for a second because that totally has a Gloria Estefan ring to it. <laughs> that whole intro. Here we go. Keep it going.
Wow. I got the chills on that one. <laughs> Thank you. Fantastic. You. Um, boy, oh, boy, does that so many questions come up out of that one. Boy, what is the big song that everybody's now, I think, uh, in many ways complaining about because they've overheard it a million times from Frozen? Uh, and, I'm not going to even say the title. I know. <laughs> I don't, it's Let It Go. Uh, yeah, Let It Go, and which is a great philosophy. It's part of what I just spoke about a little earlier. But this song, I mean, this sounds totally like Disney and totally like a, a Disney film. I mean, do you, do you see it someday being in a film or anything that you've done being in a film? Well, I would love that. I mean, you know, those things can happen, but you, I, I, you have to know people and, you know, get it in with the right people it's it's a whole nother it's a whole nother end of the business right right but yeah. every once in a while somebody hears something you hear these great stories you know that somebody was listening to someone who was at a party or somebody had something on and you know later on a producer says ah you know a director i want to have that in my my movie but mm-hmm. that that certainly to me gave all kinds of imagery of a great you know animation piece and uh you know a teddy bear and a you know little girl little boy um you know it's a great it just kind of gave that whole relationship and crystallized it well thank you it's very sweet i figured i'd throw one soft song on there but the kids overall i don't do that song in a live show because it would bring the energy down so um overall the kids like the up-tempo songs better of course i wrote that go ahead i wrote that for the adults (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Now, every show I try to put in at least at least five to ten minutes about the art of writing, and you know, when, in a, and because all of you are singer songwriters on the show, and I think that you know that's a transformation that kind of came out of the '60s, didn't it? When you think about it, '60s and '70s. That prior to that time, you know, Frank Sinatra wasn't known as a songwriter nor Bing Crosby, nor Terry Como or anybody else, uh-huh. nor even Elvis, for that matter, that they had other songwriters write songs for them. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden, the 60s came along, and Bob Dylan and Joan Byte, and everybody, started, and the Beatles certainly changed that. The Rolling Stones certainly changed that. So we have this whole generation of people who are not only been able to sing the song, but they actually created the music and the words and the lyrics and all that stuff. And so do you want to talk about how you write? I, oh, you know, what happened is um, an, age, an agent around town, a producer around town, told me to, for him to hire me that I would have to have original material. So that's what motivated me, really, because so, I knew I wanted to sing for children and sing with them. And so I, I basically just came up with my own show and I thought everybody's happy when they're singing. My, my, I don't know how to explain it. There's so much involved. Let's say my motivation um, was just to sell fun. Fun was the key. Sing-alongs were yep. the key. So every song involved a sing-along, a hook that was strong enough to catch on a live performance, which we talked about a little bit earlier. So I just, I just really put my mind to it and I wrote one song a month because I was so busy working all the time and that was my goal and I finished it in about a year and a half I think and but writing writing does not come easy for me um 
I found it a little difficult to to do something different and st- still be interactive and still entertain the adults, as I said earlier. So I'm not sure I'm answering the question. I just no, you're answering it perfectly. Is that, and, and this is what I'm trying to, you know, there's a big hurdle. I think, well, first of all, I, I have a big prejudice about the way most writing is taught because it, it's work and not fun and it's structure and all of these things. And whenever somebody would say to me when I was in school, oh, we're going to write, I'd be like, oh, no. <laughs> and then it was later on in life that I understood the joy of writing because uh-huh. I didn't limit myself to all of the grammar and the spelling and all of that. I just wrote my thoughts. Yeah. And that's and- the message. So. You know, your, your story is not, I'm a big Rolling Stones fan, and, you know, here they were doing all these great rhythm and blues covers, and their agent sat them in a room and said to Keith and, and Mick, you're not getting out until you got a song. Really? And I think the first, yeah. <laughs> they, wow. they had no no proclivity, no inclination, no desire to ever write. And, I mean, and now they're so darn prolific. So I think the thing that I'm constantly trying to do in these shows and the other artists are doing with me is saying to kids, even if you think you may not like it, do it because you have a story to tell, no matter what it is, whether it's music or a novel or a comic book or just a a poem, anything. Because as you, this is why I love what you're saying, you you, you did it out of necessity because you wanted to work and you wanted to be different. And then the magic happens, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Like you talked about bubbles, wrote in 45 minutes. Yeah. And, and the thing is, once you get it in your head, you ha- sort of have to finish it anyway, or, or else, because then your own song will go through your head until you finish the song. So, you, <laughs> you, you, you know what I'm saying? So, but, but the completion of the project was, is, when it's done, it's, it is a great feeling. But, you know, the other thing is some, some places, the other reason the producer said, you know, you have to have your own songs is the particular mall didn't pay ASCAP BMI fees. And so um, to do other people's songs was a no-no. Right, right. So that's why I I did it. And and who would have guessed it would have done – I would have never thought that I would have done some of the fun things. I worked for Potter Barn Kids for a long time um, in their right, stores. Right, right. Many of us did across the country. And Pasadena Symphony was a really fun one. I didn't expect they had gone to the Musicians Union. I'm a member of Local 47 out here in L.A. and Local 353, which is um, Long Beach, and Orange County, which is Local 7, all American Federation of Musicians. And they had gone to Local 47 looking for a children's artist, and there weren't that many in the union that were children's artists. So I got in with them. They had children's shows um, up at uh, the Americana at Brand in Glendale for quite a while and um, ended up doing those and then ended up hosting the other shows because they wanted kids to get excited about the symphony. So they'd bring in children's artists with different instruments and present different instruments to them in a show, and they'd bring their musical, um, their, their musical instruments called the musical pet- petting zoo to the show so the kids could experience instruments live and get to play those instruments and get them excited about a symphony. I mean, because there's, there's a symphony uh, concert is is amazing, and it's, it's not that much more expensive to go sit in the lawn seats as it is to go to a movie. So I highly suggest for any parent that is listening to take your kids to the local symphony, let them oh, yeah. 
get excited and you see how big their eyes get when they see all these instruments, you know, on stage and the violins moving at the same time. It's it's really an amazing experience. So the Pasadena Symphony has been wonderful that way, and they're just a great group of people. Yeah, well, kudos to you. But again, I'm going to go back to the writing that. You, okay. you know, so so it's work, work, work. I mean, for you, it, it became okay. I have to do this in order to move ahead. But at some point, and this is what I, we try to tell the kids, and that was the same way. I was a comedian who needed material. I had never even thought that I would be a comedian. I didn't know where even to get the material. But I forced, I disciplined myself to write for a certain amount of time every day, and just anything. And then what happens at that process, again, what Stephen Pressfield says, you do the work, you let go, and you trust. And mm-hmm. what I found a lot of times is some of the bits that I may have been working on, they didn't crystallize into anything, but all of a sudden something would come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And then I would have it all. And it wasn't even anything I intended or planned. Because you, you kind of said about that the song kind of writes itself. Everybody's talked about that on the show, that some of the songs actually write themselves. Mm-hmm. Well, I usually try to come up with the hook chorus first. Uh huh. The, the chorus that's catchy. I usually did that first, and then came up with the verses. Because yeah, if the, well, the hook and chorus weren't catchy enough, they're not going to listen. Well, certainly bottles in the bell. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and uh, like roller coasters, a sing along. Let's see, what else can I? Uh, are we there yet? That's a sing along. Um, they're all sing alongs, like I said. Um, but my my priority was not the songwriting. My priority was the live performance. Yep. So you but you, so sense. you wrote with that intention, yeah. And, yes. And you got wrote, what you needed. I wrote the show instead of writing the songs. Right. Did that nice. make sense? I, I yeah. mean, that's and sort of got, my intention. Right. And the important thing is that it came to you with 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 discipline and you know setting out and doing the actual work. It happened. Uh, lot, yeah, a lot of discipline, I would say, and just focus. And yeah. Let's see, how else did I do so, that? Was yeah, and, and I think you're a great example because, you know, you're saying, well, it doesn't come easy and everything else, but still um, it gave you something that is truly yours, and it came out of you, and now look at the result. Yeah, it's it's great fun. I, I, I love singing for children. Um, it's, like we said, they're just so, they're just so fun. They interact, they dance without being inhibited and yeah and actually they make me laugh like you were saying earlier it's like okay who's being entertained here you know i'm the one i get entertained by watching their faces and they're smiling and they're laughing during the show and it makes me it just makes me smile oh yeah there's there's nothing nothing like turning an audience on especially with kids and (laughs) and getting inside their heads and uh you know finding out what ignites them um it's it's magical you know and this song blew my mind because it's so you had to write this song from a personal belief system on how to live i'm i'm going to play it's a great day okay okay here we go Yeah. 
there's, a, there's another another great song that should be in a movie. Thank you. That's that's my cheerleader song, like encouraging the kids to you know go after their dreams, like we talked about and, earlier. And I can tell that you live that. Oh, that's sweet. Thank you. I do my best. You know, and and that, isn't that the best example? When that's why I love having you great artists on the thing is that you are the shining light that says to all of those kids who really are passionate about their music and are getting all of the, well, why don't you get a real job um, lectures <laughs> day in and day out? You know, why don't you go to college and, you know, get a nice office job, you know, be nice and secure. And, you know, <laughs> and, and I love example by example, one of the, we were doing um, some TV work up and I love to interview as you can probably tell. And, one of the uh, we were doing it, actually taping a kids show, just a little cable show, and uh, the uh, one of the the actual director brought in a friend of his that he had traveled with doing uh, shows across the country, and he was a musician, and so I got to interview him, and <laughs> it's an amazing story. I just love it because it defies all of the uh, there isn't a, a magic to being born with a talent like you said loving it, being passionate about it, and then moving forward, and then to see what unfolds. So, you know, and like in my case, I lived it. I, I never thought I'd have a microphone in my hand telling jokes. I mean, that wasn't even within the scope of my imagination. And yet, <laughs> you know, things happened that put it right. Now, I had a choice. I could have decided not to go with it, but it would have been torture not to pursue it. Once I yeah. once I got a taste of it, you know, I it, you know, you think of, you know, they talk about a wild beast gets a taste of blood, you know, that you, you get that taste of that excitement, that adrenaline, that creativity, that joy, the fun of actual being on stage. And so here's a, I, I, <laughs> you may laugh telling the story. He was a, um, I think his name is David Newman, and he was, uh, grew up here in, in the Boston area, and his favorite, his introduction to music was the monkeys. Remember the monkeys? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he loved the monkeys. Uh-huh. And so he decided after two or three episodes that was going to be his life at the age of six. Mm-hmm. And so he just, he got music lessons, et cetera, et cetera. And then the Beatles, in, he, he found the monkeys before he found the Beatles. And he saw the Beatles and it was all over for him. And he said that's, you know, and when I hear so many stories about musicians who say that the, how much influence the Beatles gave them to pursue music as a career. And so he went through his life just forming bands, making money that way, traveling, doing musicals. He finally got into, on Broadway, um, as a musical director for a play that was the uh, Brady Bunch. And one of the episodes that the Brady Bunch did on TV was they had, I think it was Davy Jones came on the show from the Monkees. And so they, they wanted to reenact that. Uh, particular episode so they got a hold of Davy Jones and he agreed to come on the show well make a long story short they worked together for years so here he was working with a monkey (laughs) Uh, wow yeah imagine Davy Jones left left the show this David Newman was in his home heard the phone ring picked it up and it was Davy Jones some two years (laughs) later and Davy Jones says, hi, David, you know, I, I'm just thinking of putting the monkeys back together. Would you like to come on tour with us? Wow. <laughs> yeah, imagine. And, and no. while I'm, interview, I'm interviewing, I'm going, come on, now, 
I said, you know, because, um, you know, for quite a while I was, you know, big into planning and, you know, all of that stuff. I said, you, 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 did this even enter your mind as a goal, as something you wanted to? You no, know, he goes, no, I couldn't even conceive of something like this happening. And so he went on tour with Davey, and, um, but Davey didn't have the full band together. And then they ended that tour, and a couple of years later, they decided to do it again, but this time they had all the band members. He got kicked off the uh, stage so but he went along as musical director because now they had the full band well one night he was playing in a pub uh, after the show and he was just playing Beatles songs on the uh, piano and um, they went over to him all of the monkeys went over and said we didn't know you could play like that and he said yeah and so they put him in the show as a monkey and he toured for two or three years as a monkey exciting (laughs) How exciting. So, you know, what's the message there? I think the kids you know, do exactly what Jamie did. She knew she had a, a God-given talent, and she pursued it, and she ended up in Disney. And David Newman decided that he wanted to pursue, because uh, his heroes were the monkeys, and he got to play with the monkeys. Wow. What what a better way to, than doing what you say in, in this thing. It's a great day, and follow your dreams and your passion. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow. That's an exciting and, and, story. That got me excited. That's, that was exactly, a fun story. Yes. You know, anything can happen. I don't know if you um, heard the thing. Uh, this I, I just found it this week about <clears throat> the two guys that were on Britain's Got Talent, two young kids who did a song about bullying. No, I did not hear about it. But you I'd want, love to hear I, about I just, it. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's just play it. This is an amazing story. This is one of those... Anything can happen stories. Um, and so I, I kind of pulled it off of uh, the Internet here, and it's uploaded here. So, uh, yeah, let's, I think we can actually take it. I'll, I'll set it up. What happened was um, two young kids, uh, I, don't think, I think they're barely teenagers, barely. They're probably still in, in uh, primary school or maybe middle school. I'd give them middle school. And one of them was being severely bullied. And it's a really gut-wrenching story. And somehow they sang, again, through the magic. You know, he, he wanted to sing and, and do rap. And he met this other kid. And the story unfolds that they did this rap song, and they just got this amazing, um, amazing reception. And now it's over three to four million views. Imagine that we're living in an age where, you know, you, you get that kind of exposure at the age of 10 or 12. You know, wow. just amazing. So let's play it, and if it gets confusing, I'll stop it and explain whereabouts. But here they are, just getting onto the show, and there's a lot of kidding that's going around before they actually get to uh, get on and do their singing. So here we go. <laughs> Pleasure to be here. Well, that's very nice of you to say. Um, so what are your names, boys? Uh, my name's Charlie. And my name's Vionry. And uh, together we're Baz and Melody. Bam. What's the dream yeah. with you two guys? I just want to deliver it to you people. I just want to give an awesome performance. I get ya. I get ya. What does your mum and dad do for a, for a job? My mother's a uh, personal trainer and my father's a stonemason. Stonemason! Hey, bro. 
And you? My mum's a cook in a school. Dinner lady, yo! And, um... <laughs> um, my stepdad, he owns his own company. He's a businessman, yeah! <laughs> Can I just say one thing? Alicia, I love you so much. You're my inspiration. He fancy Alicia. He don't like Amanda. Amanda, you're beautiful as well. He is lying. Um, boys, can I just ask you, uh, what are you singing? Well, it's uh, Hope by Twist and Faith Evans, but it's a bit of a twist in the rap because I wrote it myself. What's the song about? It's about anti-bullying. Uh, so anti-bullying? Yeah, because it's something that I feel deeply about. I started rapping because I went through a very hard time in primary school. I was getting bullied. As a parent, it's one of the hardest things to see your child obsessed and going through emotional turmoil. It is hard, very hard. When I used to be like down in the dump, I used to write down my rap. I could express myself through what I was writing down. I was very happy with the way Leon J dealt with it. He actually stood up to the bully and resolved the situation. I moved schools and uh, it's a much better environment for me. I love school. <laughs> I really do love school. It's amazing. I'm very proud of him. Very proud. The first time we met, we really clicked. It was just an automatic connection. Like, I didn't think it would be like that. We're brothers. I think music's made him a lot stronger. If it wasn't for his music, he wouldn't be as confident and as cheeky, you know? It, it just helps him a lot. We really want people to listen and um, hear our lyrics that are in our song. OK, good luck. Thank, Thank you. you. Make a way, I know it ain't easy, but 
That's okay, just be cool. Well, I'll quit, oh, it's all I oh, have. No. You left the home, I'm living from a bag. Yo, Mr. Bully, help me, please. I'm flesh and blood. Accept me, please. Hey, Mr. Bully, you don't know what to do. My mother can't explain what is it to do. Mr. Bully, take ah, a please. Yo, you please, please, please. You bring me to my knees. Oh, yes, I am. Oh, oh poop for today. Take his music and you sit. Let it take you away and be hopeful, yeah. hopeful, and he'll make a way. I know, I know it ain't easy, but that's okay, just be We hardly need to uh, critique you went so well, but let's have some uh, comments, Amanda. I'm just so happy for you. Your voice is beautiful. We all were in tears. So well done. So much, thank you. The minute you started that verse, it actually brought a tear to my eye. And it was really, really moving. Please share if I went for you, I won't be rapping, so yeah, thank you so much. Oh, that's really Two young kids like yourself to come out and, and sing about something that really affects you, do it in a style that's completely yours, is a really rare thing. That's why you got that golden buzzer today. Well, you know what? I've heard of so monstrous songs today and I just was literally losing the will to live. You know what? I listened to every word. this stuff happen in your life? I got bullied a bit when I was younger, but... But not anymore? Yes, so it's all gone now, yeah. I think that record could be a hit, I really do. I really, really like you two. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. There's a lot of emotion in his rapping. He very sweet. Amazing, amazing. The uh, so so many layers of uh, of of things happening there. I mean, the power of music and the power of his. Again, he wrote his way out of that uh, 
bullying situation. But did you hear the pain in his voice? Oh, my God. <laughs> a lot of emotion, a lot of pain there. It's like, oh, that's sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sad. Great, great but, writing. Oh, and like I say, he wrote that, I guess, in primary school, and uh, they're no more than middle school at this point. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and I think, uh, I mean, again, just the audience reaction was ridiculous. They were all screaming, push the button, push. I guess there's a golden buzzer or something that Simon hits if, you know, there's something goes over the top. And, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, It goes over the top say? in a good way or in a, in a when they want to? No, no, over the top in a good way. The, the oh. audience was de- demanding that he, he push the buzzer. Oh, great. They were demanding it. They were all, there was a standing ovation in the entire audience. Oh. And, um, yeah, it's bars and amp melodies golden buzzer is the name of the youtube uh for those who want to go out and see it but uh uh amazing what he was able to accomplish is is a therapy for him undergoing all that bullying Mm -hmm. and what the mother was saying was that um through his writing he finally expressed to her that you know the duress he was under and it forced both mothers to get together and resolve the bullying issue Uh and then wow uh, yeah, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's sad it goes on. It's, it's, you know, but I don't think it's ever going to, I mean, when we were kids, it was the same way. I don't know about yeah. your school, but, you know. Oh, we, we, Just kids are kids, you know. They just say That's right. Mind. And, uh, you know, um, there's a great book right now that I recommend to all parents called David and Goliath. And uh, as tough as it is for a kid to be bullied, et cetera, et cetera, and some kids are totally victimized, but the ones who figure it out and somehow move past it become stronger in ways than they would have ever been without it. Um, you know, and you learn techniques and tricks to you know, to finally over, overcome it. So, you know, what he's saying in the book is that the, the what we think is the underdog is not always the underdog. That, you know... Uh, in the case of David and Goliath, Goliath didn't stand a chance because he was this behemoth weighted down with all of this armor and equipment. And nobody understands in modern times that David <clears throat> had the equivalent of a rifle in his hand with that slingshot. That's how skilled they were. They could throw that for yards and be a dead accurate. So David had no intention of even getting close to Goliath, this big monstrous bully, and he just took them down from a distance. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, if you think of the net effect of this situation, here is <laughs> here is this awful situation to happen to this youngster. And now he's a star because of it. Mm-hmm. In the way that he processed it. Uh-huh. You know, he he expressed it in, in, in through his, his, his music and his voice. And now... <laughs> now who's the winner, the bully or, or the victim here? Yeah, that's true. You know, so I mean, yeah, positive. And I think it totally reflects your what you were saying. And, and uh, have a beautiful day. Yeah, I mean, you only got one day at a time, and you give it your best. And it's not always easy. Stuff comes up. And... Right, but you know, life. And, and what, if it were easy, how much fun would it be? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. I have to. Yeah, I, have I mean, to ask, the fact is... that we. 
great. I'm exactly. interrupting you. I have to ask, are you a Boston? Is that a Boston accent or a New York yeah, accent? Yeah, it comes through, doesn't it? I mean, even though I've learned to say my R's, it doesn't matter. Okay. They still know. They, I'm still pegged. <laughs> so which is it? I didn't it's tell Boston. you, though. I can't tell if it's Boston or, or New York. No, no, it's Boston. It's, it's Boston. Boston, okay. Yeah, yeah it's a great and, accent. Uh, well, thanks. You know, I, I, or maybe uh, I'm the one that has the accent. <laughs> well, we, you know, I laugh. You know, I always love it when we, because Boston and New York are big rivals, and I always love it when I hear somebody say, "You got a, you got a Boston accent. <laughs> <laughs> you talk funny. Uh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Charming. Oh, Charming. Thanks. Um, can we play? I, I got a feeling that we, uh, with all of the eclectic mix of your stuff, I want to play an old standard. Have you got time? Sure. All right, hang on. Let's see what you say, think of this. I just think this is a great song to play. <laughs>
stuff. You know the who that stuff. is, of course. Yeah, no, the, I don't. The Andrew, I was going to say the Andrews sisters, but uh, I've actually yeah. thought about taking a bunch of old standards like Heart of My Heart and uh, Side by Side and Let Me Call You Sweetheart and putting them in a form for the young kids so they can learn the standards. You yep. know, those, those are good songs, old sing-alongs and the old, you know, Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy, those kind of things. That's fun stuff. Fun yeah, stuff. and, you know, I as a children's entertainer, I mean, I, I, you know, I always love approaching the room, especially when they're all sitting on the floor or something, and there's that anticipation. And I could just see, you know, me as a magician, there was a part that I just used music, and I produced doves and rabbits and things like that. I could mm-hmm. see me playing that and just walking through the audience, egging the kids on to get into the groove, to get into the thing and start moving and j- jiving to that that beat. Uh, I mean, do you see it as, as what you in what you do? If I if I do a standard, or you or are you saying if I do no, I'm saying just stuff. that particular song. It has that ability. Would have that ability to ignite a, a, a room full of kids. Yeah, what I would do on that song, if I was performing, I would have them all clicking along instead of clapping. Clapping is normal. Yeah. Everybody, because I'd have them right. clicking and swaying at the same time, just yeah. so they're inter- yep. so it's interactive. If it, I do find that if you don't interact with them and they're not engaged in the song, they start the the attention span sometimes will. Not oh yeah, there. they drift. They no, and that's what I'm saying. Just a little um, direction from you at the at the front of those kids, you know, the snapping of the fingers and the bopping yeah. of the head and the little swing would really get, let that get that room going in a in yeah. a beautiful way. You know, it's that music. And when it, when you hear the words to it, I, I would just love to hang out at the Tuxedo Junction. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, the introduction to that song though sounded like. Uh, uh, what's that song? Straighten up and fire right. What's that song called? Yeah, exactly. sounded a little bit like uh, that. I thought that's what was going to be. Yeah, so. yep. It, they all have that. It was, you know, there was a blend, kind of what we heard from you today with the jazz, and kind of a spiritual kind of, um, you know, an old old time Southern spiritual. Uh-huh. Um, oh, everybody's happy to, when they see. Yeah, that's, that's more. Great. Great. So I, can we do? We haven't done everybody's happy yet. Yeah, let's, that's a good gospel. I wanted to everybody just be clapping and sing along on that song. That's the whole yeah, theme we of the can, whole show. Let's uh, let's go. Here we go. We're gonna finish. Uh, this will be the last of your songs. Everybody's happy when they sing. Everybody's happy when they sing. Everybody's happy. Everybody's happy Everybody's happy When they sing
were you or are you an Elvis fan? You know what? I I hate to say this on the I wasn't till after he passed away, that's when I started paying attention to him. And I I thought he was brilliant. He's brilliant. So that, um, I mean that is so after you wrote that song you started to pay attention to Elvis? No, after he passed away I started Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I did not yeah. say that on oh. the air in front of the children. So uh yeah. you know, that's when I started it's like the guy was brilliant. He he was a brilliant oh. artist. He danced brilliantly and uh his singing was intimate and um he didn't emote when he was singing. He was just uh oh I had a voice teacher that said, you know, there there are the singers that make you feel something, and there are singers that that make you go wow. But Elvis sort of did both. Oh yeah. Now, am I making sure? Like, there's great technical, amazing singers that can go all over the place with their voices. I'm not going to name names, but but they don't, if you really yeah. listen to them, they don't make you feel anything. No, exactly. Showing their technique. But exactly. then there's the singers that are intimate, like they're singing right into your ear and right into you, to you personally. And those are the ones that are, you just you just go, wow, what is going on? But you don't know what's going on unless you, you, you have a teacher that said, oh, well, he's doing this and this is why. Well, Did it's that, that whole less, less is more. Uh, totally, less is more. Less is more. That's a great way to put it also. But he, was, he had this way, and Michael Jackson had it too. They had this way of like they're just singing just to you. Oh, yeah. Oh, without a doubt, you know, yeah. that's without a doubt. And and I, 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 yeah, I'm sitting here listening to him and go, oh my God, this song was written for Elvis. I mean, it's you. If he didn't influence you intentionally, I mean, it comes off. Oh, that's so. No, it wasn't that. It wasn't influenced by. It was just like I wanted to get everybody singing. My mission statement. I had gone to. Um, Western Arts Alliance, if you heard of that. It's places where you can book your children's shows. And the, you get a sponsor when you go there that sits with you, and I think that was the name of it. And she sits with you and asks you, so what's your mission? And what's your mission statement? I said, my mission statement's fun. That's it. And she yep. looked at me and said, oh, well, okay. <laughs> like it wasn't enough of a, it may be enough, enough, enough of a mission statement. But that's my, that's my goal. And it's oh, really, that's you know, the that's ultimate mission statement: fun. Period. Fun and <laughs> sing along, and that's that's it. And get everybody well, clapping that, and dancing and singing. Right. That's got that old spiritual thing that he grew up with, you know. The ho ho, and, and you know, you even got the intonation there. That ho 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 ho. <laughs> <laughs> well, nobody, nobody's ever called me a female Elvis, but I'll take it. <laughs> oh God, it's I'll so take. beautiful. That's so it, you, know, you, you got. I mean. It's just it's there throughout all of it, most of his music that you know when he got decided he would go into that and I could hear it, you know he would love that song. I mean he would just if you put him in front of a bunch of kids and uh, kudos to you, just brilliant, brilliant stuff. Well, I had an absolute blast. I hope you had half as much fun as I did. Uh, absolutely, you got me laughing and 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 if you come out here sometime, you better look me up. Oh, without I'm a, a great doubt, I. Uh, I love your energy. I, again, I never knew I'd be doing this, and the, to have you know the, the internet and the technology and the ability to meet people from you know you're in California, I'm in Boston, to, and we shared this, and hopefully we we get some kids uh, exposed to the magic of what you do, and not only what you do, but the you're in a, the example of what I want kids and parents to hear and see is that you know take. Know what you were born to do, 
you know, and identify with that and hold on to that and then be brave and move forward. And that's everything you've done. And look what's happened. Thank you very much. And thank you for taking the Shaheen, time to interview. thank you so much. Thank and, you. Uh, let's, we'll do it again sometime, I hope. Yes. Let's stay in touch. You know, touch. and if I if I can get you and the uh, you know my my lady friends, you know Catherine and P- Patricia and Judy, anytime we can connect, uh, I think we'd have an absolute blast. That would be fun. All right. Well, thank you so much, and that's it for today, audiences. Thank you. And you, hey, Jamie, one more time, give your yes. uh, your um, your uh, website. JamieShaheen.com. W J. Well, J A M I E S H. A-H-E-E-N, jamieshaheen.com. Fantastic. Thank you, everyone, and we'll see you, you next time. All right. Okay. Bye, Tom. All right. So long, Jamie. Just follow the beat For real, you can feel the excitement in the air Leave your worries behind and just forget about your cares Grab a Frank at Fenway 